Hello, hello, hello. We're just two normal dudes trying to live this Jesus life. My name is Josh. Hey, I'm Andrew, and we are this Jesus Life Podcast. Josh, my friend, how are you doing on this? uh, I don't know. It's a beautiful fall day here. How are you doing over there? What's up in Colorado? It's doing all right. Uh, I heard we had snow last week. I was in California last week, so it was 70 degrees constantly. You did. I can confirm. I talked to two people because my employer is based in Colorado, so there's a lot of people that are there. And I talked to two people, and it was actively snowing not only in Colorado Springs, but also in Littleton last week. So while I talked. So I know yeah. you did, even if you weren't there. You know? I don't know what that means in terms of like how wet our winter is going to be, but I don't remember a time that we had snow before Halloween. It's been cold yeah. before Halloween. Watch out. Not snow. Dude, so I live in like rural-ish Pennsylvania. And I go to the produce auction a lot, and um, which is the best. If you're ever here on a Saturday, I'm taking you there for sure because um, it's awesome. But uh, a lot of people this weekend, it, it was like the first cold produce auction that I'd been to because it's like it was like 40 degrees or something like that Saturday morning. And there were like a bunch of people talking about like, the almanac says it's going to be a hard winter. Like here it comes, you know. So it was awesome. That's my like, like that's probably the almanac crew, like people that buy yeah. almanacs. Like that, it one hundred percent is. It is yes, most definitely. They are all on the almanac mailing list. You know, small farms. I wonder. And yeah, I can't blame them, man. Like it's got to be just as accurate as like AccuWeather. Like most of the time, they're wrong on everything. <laughs> You're like, no chance of rain. You're like, I'm standing in rain right now. Like, oh, AccuWeather? <laughs> yeah, there's got to be data out there somewhere that, like, tracks, like, how accurate the almanac is. That'd be curious to know. We should that reminds that me of, uh, yeah. um, shoot, uh, what's the name of that? Back to the Future, when that dude yes. gets the uh, sports book almanac and then yes. takes it back and, like, makes billions. Does all the uh, betting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. Pretty funny. Yeah, dude. Oh, speaking of sports book, I don't know if you watch. I, I don't watch baseball in general, but I like baseball. And uh, right now the Phillies are in the World Series. Did you know this, Josh? You paying attention mm-hmm. to this? So last night they beat the Astros 7-0 to zero in Philadelphia in game three. And they uh, they had five home runs in a single game, which was the tied like tied for a World Series single game really? record. But it was nuts, dude. It was nuts. It was like, yeah, I felt like Philly's like an hour from where I live, and I felt like I could hear the stadium from here. Like it was so loud and so insane. Like I don't know, man. Philadelphia sports fans are nuts. So it's kind of cool. I what? think they uh, they might win. You know, they it's it's two one. So the Astros are down with one win. Philadelphia has two. So or the Phillies have two. So anyway, dude, they could pull it out in the next. Oh, game I think two nights. Yes, yeah, that game initially know. got Monday night's game got postponed. Tuesday last night, they played and they whipped the Astros seven to zero. So we'll see tonight, man. But. Uh, they could potentially go up three to one uh, tonight, which would be huge. So, which I would yeah, assume, dude. like because of the Astros and who they are, and you know, getting caught cheating, I would assume America's <laughs> cheering for Philly. Which 
I would assume also that that's the first time in history that a Philadelphia team is America's team. Dude, no. Second time. Second time. When the Eagles Eagles won the Super Bowl like four or five years ago, they beat Tom Brady and the Patriots in the Super Bowl. And they were like – Major underdogs, because remember Carson Wentz came into, or Carson Wentz got hurt right before, right before the, or like early in the playoffs. So Nick Foles, the backup quarterback, came in and like was on fire and ended up winning the Super Bowl. Like anytime a Philadelphia sports team is the huge underdogs coming into something, that's when they shine. You know, they can't ever be the front runners because then they just like crumble and fall apart. Which is the case in the World Series. They're not the front runners. Like everybody had money on the Astros um, ahead of this series. So, who did Philly cool. beat? Uh, they beat, I don't, I wasn't even watching until the World Series. I don't know. I'm a bandwagon fan, clearly. Uh, I'm just jumping you, on board because I live here. And, uh, and I'm like, yeah, might as well. And it's fun to watch. So, yeah, man, I don't even have a Phillies jersey. I just have a couple Phillies t-shirts, you know? Ooh, you're going to need to upgrade. I know. I am, but I but I am a bandwagon fan. Like, I would not be watching them if they weren't in the World Series right now. I'm just going to be honest about it, you know? Yeah. Oh, they beat Houston. I think the Astros beat the Yankees. Wait. Houston is, no, the, Houston is the Houston, Astros. Houston. Sorry. Yeah. They beat San Diego. They beat the Padres and Houston beat the Yankees. That's right. All right. We should switch subjects. We've reached the limit of our baseball knowledge, people. All I'm saying is the World Series is fun to watch. And the Phillies are fun because they're underdogs and their fans are insane. So it's a good time. It's a good time. Uh, But more importantly, hockey's back and the reigning Stanley Cup champions are playing hockey again. So there's a way. They're not playing important? well. It doesn't really matter. Dude, in like <laughs> just, two weeks, did you know the, the World Cup starts in like two weeks? Like November is, is 20th? In uh, Qatar. Qatar. Yep. Yep. Surrounded by all the uh, all the controversy, you know, as any good World Cup is. There's like human rights violations to build the stadiums and all those things. It was... <laughs> What was it, Russia last time, and now it's Qatar? Is that right? Or was it the Olympics that were in Russia? <laughs> it's like, it's crazy. Yeah, it's, yeah, that's true. Like, the World Cup is probably the one sport that, like, probably draws the yeah. most controversy in general. Yeah, for a variety FIFA of is the just, one organization that they're like, no, no, we just are corrupt. For, like, a fraud recently, like, within the last decade? Yes. Yes, okay. multiple okay. times, multiple times, yeah. lots of fraud, lots of game rigging, like all the worst stuff that could happen. Yeah. Um, using, oh, yeah, oh yeah, like terrible stuff. Um, and FIFA's just like, no, no, that's who we are. <laughs> like they're like, we're honest about it, guys. We are honestly corrupt. <laughs> like it's and Josh, we're gonna get a notification like this. Jesus life just got kicked out of Russia. And Qatar. <laughs> After this episode, I don't know where our listeners are. There, I, I assume they're low. You know where they are high though. That I recently saw Germany. Where? Germany. You know, there's that's a, sweet. Crew in Germany listening to us. Thanks for listening, people. Thanks, uh, Germany. If I knew how to say thank you in German, which I don't, but I assume it sounds angry.
angry when you say it. No offense. Um, I would say thank you. Thanks. I don't know. Danke. Danke. Oh yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, thanks Germany. That rocks. Um, dude, dude, I was going to ask you the same question you're asking me. Yeah. Set it up. Take us into it, man. Like I've been, I've been yapping on about FIFA and all these controversial things, but take us where we're going, man. What's up with today? So we've been in the middle of a series, uh, that we're, I don't even know what we're calling it. Um, couldn't tell you. Relationships but, continued. Yeah. Essentially, <laughs> yeah. Essentially, just all the times that Jesus, I shouldn't say all the times, a lot of the times that Jesus had individual interactions with different people, uh, we've yeah. kind of been going through. So we did like the woman at the well, we've done Zacchaeus, uh, we've done others that I can't think of on the top of my head. I want to say like this is probably episode 10 or 11 in this season. Um, so definitely go back and take a listen to those things. I think there's a lot to learn uh, from how Jesus interacts with people, how he shows compassion, how he shows care, how he speaks truth. You know who we don't have on this list other than mm. um, we don't have any like Pharisee interactions. We should. Oh, we better. We, should, we better add that. That's all right. We still no, got, no. you know, the concrete's wet. We can add that in. The other piece of this, though, uh, mm. Andrew, is this is episode 99, which Holy. means episode 100 is our next one. Uh, yes. And we probably should do something for it. Um, we I would say, yeah. I think you should fly out here. Our church plant is launching monthly services on Sunday. Uh, yes. So we're team items four days out, five days out, whatever it is. Yes. Uh, we can come out. We can record it live. Live. We'll do it live. And then you could, I... then you could fly back home and pack up your stuff and move out here. Yeah, that's exactly what you're trying to do. If you bring me out for episode, if I get out there for episode 100 in person and we go to your church service for the first time, we're pretty much going to be house shopping that day. So (laughs) Pennsylvania has actually been great, but I'm like, Jana, if we go there for this first service, we're probably going to get roped into like, that's where we're moving back to. So you should wait like six more months. Our market's supposed to take a pretty... Pretty hefty dive, right. and then buy. Right. Maybe sell See, your house ours... now in preparation for <sighs> the buy in Colorado. So, like, you think and sell, get a little apartment, live for a while. What do I do with my yeah. chickens, though, man? Like, I'm not taking the chickens to an apartment. That's a, you know, yeah. I I, I say moving with family. That's cheaper than an apartment. <sighs> yeah, yeah. You just convince family right. to be taking the chickens. It's done. I just bought tickets. Just kidding. I didn't, but it's very tempting, dude. But this week, what are we talking this week, Andrew? Relationship. We're talking, we're talking one that like, let's just, this is more of like an interaction than it is a relationship, but it's a, it's in a very vital moment with, for Jesus and for the thief on the cross. So rather than tell you about it, I'm going to read to you about it. It's out of Luke 23, uh, towards the end here, starting in verse 36, so that you have the context. Hint, Jesus was on the cross when this happened. So here's what it is. The soldiers also came up and mocked him. They offered him wine, vinegar, and said, if you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. There was a written notice above him, which read, this is the king of the Jews. One of the criminals who hung uh, there hurled insults at him, saying, Aren't you the Messiah? Save yourself and us. But the other criminal rebuked him. Don't you fear God, he said, since you are under the same sentence. 
We are punished justly, for we are getting what our deeds deserve. But this man has done nothing wrong. Then he said to Jesus, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Jesus answered him, Truly I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. So we're talking about the the thief who asked for forgiveness, uh, the thief on the cross. And Josh, I know that's like a brief interaction, uh, but what are your kind of first thoughts on it? Like what, what strikes you with how the thief spoke to Jesus and saw him and also how Jesus spoke back to him? Like what stuck out to you, man? I think the first thing is, let's all recognize that this encounter is weird. This encounter doesn't align with a right. lot of our theology. Um, <laughs> it, it does. This I think is, we really this is one you ignore when you're thinking theology. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Face value. Um, you know, and I think there's this contrasting... You know, I don't know if this is how the writer wrote it. So there was this contrasting idea um, or this is how God set it up. So there's this contrasting idea or it was just happenstance. One was like, hey, buddy, like, aren't you the king of the Jews? Like, save me. That's really what he wanted. Like, He didn't care to save him. He didn't care if Jesus saved himself. He was just looking selfishly at like, hey, save me. Um, and then the other, of course, recognizes that he was the God, you know, he is God and he was being rightfully, he was being unjustly punished for something he did not do, um, even though they are being punished justly. Um, so he recognized his position, his place. Um, and then Jesus's famous words to tell this guy that, yeah, I tell you today, you'll be with me in paradise, which mm-hmm. is a mind boggling idea as you wrap your head around it. And here's my, here's my quick theological. I think this is probably what's playing out. Okay. Uh, a, a sacrifice had to be made, right? Like that's just, that's old covenant. Um, a sacrifice has to be made for the forgiveness of sins. It's just the reality of, of how it works. Um, and Jesus was that ultimate sacrifice. So no sacrifices had to be performed after that sacrifice. My guess is Jesus knew he was going to die before this guy died. So the sacrifice be fulfilled and the new covenant was now in place um, when this guy took his last breath. Cause I want to say it's like, if I remember correctly, it's like 48 hours. I think people hung on the cross before they actually died. Yeah. Like it's Jesus death was time. usually a long yeah, time. Jesus yeah. death was like abnormally short. Like it was, yeah. it was within hours. Jesus was gone. Yeah. You know, he took his last mm-hmm. breath. You know, no, bo- you know, no bones were broken. You know, that's typically like when the Romans get impatient, they break your legs, so you suffocate faster. Um, so maybe, maybe that's what's at play here. I don't know. Uh, yeah. But here's this thing of like, this man is on the cross justly. He said it's himself. Like, so whatever he did, um, this was yeah. his right punishment like he deserved this so i would assume i don't know exactly i could probably google it really quick like what was the cross used you know in roman society what like what punishment what crimes were that was that the punishment Mm -hmm. um but i would assume it's probably murder it's probably treason against the state i I would assume they're capital crimes um so like this dude not a good dude um and yet jesus chose to to forgive him in this moment and, you know, be his sacrifice uh, while this other guy, you know, chose to mock and, and turn away. 
Um, yeah. I, I think it's a good picture for all of us, right? Like mm-hmm. we all have this opportunity. We all have this choice to recognize that God is, you know, Jesus was God. He lived a perfect life. He did what he said he was going to do. He died and rose again. Um, like that is the understanding of the gospel. Um, yeah. That's how we find salvation that we need. You know, we understand we are in need of a savior. Um, so I, I think there's that piece of this too, of like, here's, here's these two guys and we could be put in the same place. Maybe we've never, you know, committed a capital crime, but we've committed plenty of, of destruction around us and our lives and the lives of, of those, um, you know, we interact with, um, that even some of those people probably think, yeah, <laughs> that dude should be mm-hmm. crucified. Um, <laughs> they may even be trying to crucify you right now. Who knows? Mm. Um, but I, I think there's that piece too of like, yeah, we could all end up here. I, I think, I think it's easy for us to look at other people. Um, I'll mm-hmm. say this and I'll hand it over to Andrew, but I think yeah, it's yeah. easy for us to look at other people and play that um, comparison game of like, yeah, how could they do such an evil thing or how could they do such a wrong thing? Like, even if you get into like the, the horrific things of life that, that happen to people, um, you know, that others commit against people. Like, I, I think for all of us, if we just really recognize, like we may think we're good people, but in the reality is if the circumstances were right, um, if desperation was there, if the opportunities presented themselves in the right way, like we could all end up in those places. If, if we didn't pay attention to the small decisions, you know, that led to the big decision, um, to commit those things like, yeah, we can all end up in those places. Um, like I think, I think of like porn, porn's a great example. Porn's goal is to take you deeper and deeper in, um, just disgusting corruption right like my guess is if you're addicted to porn you started at a young age and you were looking at really what we would look at now as adults pretty innocent things like you're typing in boobies in in google kind of thing i don't think google's around when andrew and i were kids but um like innocent innocent like curiosity things and then as you go down those roads all of a sudden you're looking at the most horrific things possible because it's the only thing that 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 you know pardon my french but gets you off um so I, I think like that's what sin does. Like it starts with the small yeah. things and it grows and it grows mm-hmm. and it gets more and more destructive. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sin's goal, just like it's the enemy goal is to kill, steal and destroy you. Um, yep. And that's, you know, the boat it's in. So like we could look at this and guy like he doesn't deserve it. And he didn't. Mm-hmm. He doesn't deserve it. Just like you don't deserve it. But here in this moment, Jesus showed compassion and more importantly, he showed grace and he forgave the guy's sins and, you know, allowed him to spend eternity with Jesus in heaven starting that yeah. day. So then you start to wonder, man, new covenant. Maybe when people do take their last breath, they're straight in heaven. I don't know. I don't know. Dude. That's a whole nother issue of, of theology. <clears throat> yeah, there's there's like the, the theological questions this can stir up, but also the um like there's a lot of thoughts I have about this. Like it's obviously a very short interaction. Um, right? Like and, and you see let me say before I go into the details, any type of death where you have time to have discussion while you're in deep pain is a really bad type of death. <laughs> like these guys are all hanging on crosses. Jesus is in the middle. And I, I believe they're they're talked about as thieves on the cross. Like they got caught stealing in some way. I don't know the greater context around that, but um, but it's usually referred to as like the thief on the cross. Um, if this were to be preached on or something. Um, but uh, they had time to be in deep pain and also to discuss things. So the one thief is 
saying like, Jesus, aren't you the Messiah? Like save yourself and us, you know, he's, it's pretty selfish. He's like, you better save yourself so you can save me too. Cause I don't want to die up here, you know? And the other one's like humble, you know, like one, one is going to his death. Um, still only thinking about himself, I guess. And the other is going to his death thinking about, um, how justly it is that he's going to die. He's like, yeah, I deserve this. My actions were wrong. Like, his weren't, you know, he wasn't only just focused on himself. He's like, Jesus is, this guy did nothing wrong. And Jesus, when you get to your kingdom, think of me, remember me there, you know? And Jesus drops the, I can't imagine what that guy thought or said in the moment when he said, truly today you'll be with me in paradise. Maybe he was just like, that sounds nice. Like he's going to at least think of me. And then, you know, Soon he probably died, soon after he probably died and actually experienced that with Jesus. And there's theological questions we can ask of, does that mean you go straight to heaven as soon as you die? Does that mean this or that or this? But uh, Jesus literally told this guy, like, essentially, you're forgiven. You're going to be with me in paradise. Like, you're good. And and that that breaks some of the rules that we can put on ourselves in terms of religion like hey you should pray this prayer exactly this way or you should get baptized when you're this age or you should fill in the blank you know but jesus in this interaction just mic dropped and was like dude we're both about to die um you're going to be in paradise the other guy he didn't say that too you know the other guy was only thinking about himself uh the thief on jesus's other side was thinking about how wrong it was that this was happening to Jesus and how much he deserved it. He was owning it, right? He was like, I messed up. I shouldn't have done the things I did. And now this is this is the the pay that I reap because of what I sowed. This is the the payout of that. Um and man, I don't know, like the it also shows you Jesus was like literally thinking of others while being killed on the cross, like when Jesus prays, he says uh, later before he kind of, before the Bible says he commits his spirit um, and dies, he prayed and, and said, Father, forgive them. Like these people don't know what they're doing. Um, you know, like right up to the very end, Christ was thinking about others and, and focused on others, even at like the worst personal cost I can imagine, which is being killed and, and shamed publicly hung on a cross in a brutal way in front of all those closest to you and all those who hate you the most. Like, terrible way to die. The Romans used that for a reason. It was kind of like psychological warfare. It's like, all right, you want to go in and show a population why they shouldn't break our rules? Like, you better be brutal and you better do it publicly. The cross was a perfect weapon for that. Not a fast way to kill people, but a very effective way to keep people like oh, wow, I never want to wind up there, you know? So anyway, man, it just shows like Jesus was outward focused even at his, even in the moment of deep pain, like it's, and it's mind boggling to me that that would be the case, you know? Like it's, it would, it would make, it'd be more rational to me if Jesus was just like quiet, quietly suffering or, despairing honestly because this is like 
a brutal moment on the cross and he has time and and wherewithal to forgive this guy and, and assure him he's going to be in paradise even though the guy knows he deserved to be where he was so um yeah. i don't know man like he's just very clearly focused on others even into the end of his life on earth um even into the end of this portion of his life on earth i should say so that stuck out to me, man. I don't know if that struck you or sends you down any rabbit holes, but I'll stop talking yeah. for a minute. I think, I think there's two things. I think one is like humans are naturally selfish people, right? Like yeah. as much as we like to believe that we're not, we, we protect self first. We think of self-interest first. Um, even those that portray themselves as selfless, nine times out of ten, it's feeding some internal something inside of them. Um, so it ends up being selfish. Um, and here's this guy, like, recognizing of, you know, here's my position. Like, yeah, I've done these things. This guy hasn't. Like, he was thinking about Jesus in that moment and recognizing who he was. Yeah. Like, that's a big deal. Um, and I think as we grow as Christians, um, like, that's part of this this growth is we become less selfish. We become self selfless um, more and more and that's a hard journey that's a difficult ask um of of believers like but that is what jesus is trying to do inside of us he's as he's shaping and molding us it's making us less focused about us and more focused on him and and you know in turn others around us so i think there's a piece of that too i think the other thing here is that i just realized is um jesus didn't save him <laughs> like hmm. jesus had the power broken something mm, on the cross mm-hmm. he could he mm-hmm. could have physically saved him in that moment yeah um and you know spared the agonizing death he was about to experience um, but yep. he didn't um and i think there's a good lesson in here too for believers in general like and we see this throughout the epistles we see this throughout um you know other letters by church leaders you know in the new testament like this idea of being you know next life focused like it's not all about right now it's not about how you feel right now the circumstances right now it's it's bigger than that it's it's this next eternity it's what are you doing to help others experience that eternity and um you know not being separated from god for uh for a lifetime and uh or for a sorry an eternity uh forever every time i think of eternity i think of the sandlot episode yeah, um where he's like telling ever. some story and he's like forever. totally or he's like totally. s'more how can we have s'more or something if we haven't had anything yet that's a good movie if you haven't watched it you should go back and watch sandlot it is a good movie um, any sandlot <clears throat> one like any like two three i think there was others that came after it all bad but the original just sandlot, sandlot one good stuff yep Mm-hmm. Um, so I think there's that too. Like, I think so often we as believers expect God to save our circumstances right now. And he does, don't get me wrong, but that's not the point, right? Like it's not the right now what's going on in front of you. And this seems overwhelming. It's he's trying to, to shape and mold you. So when those circumstances come, like you're not, you're not swayed by them. Like uh, it doesn't affect your faith. It doesn't affect your trust. It doesn't affect your hope. Like you, you take yeah. them in stride um, without much, um, um, devastation to just, you know, your ability to continue to, to push forward. Um, I, yeah. So I think there's that piece too of like, I think a lot of us sitting there would be like, oh yeah, he should save him. He can. And yeah, I, I, a lot of disciples sitting there were saying uh, he should save uh, himself as well. And he can, yeah. um, but of course he wasn't going to, because, you know, the plan that was set in place and, you know, he wanted to be that forgiveness, but um I think it's a good reminder to us. And I know this is a hard principle. It's hard for us to wrap our heads around because, you know, we live on a timeline. We do have an end date. 
um, it's hard to think past that end date as, as a human. Um, but the reality is like, that, that's what's going on here is everything I do in this life, I'm doing for the next. Um, yeah. You know, that's where a lot of our reward lives. That's where pain and suffering is gone. Um, and we yeah. get to live in eternity with, with God. If, of With, of course, we, we recognize, you know, that we are sinners, that Jesus is who he said he was and did what he said he was going to do. He, he died for those sins and rose again three days later. Um, yeah. You know, as long as we recognize those things, we can spend eternity with him forever. But um, I think those are two two things. As as we grow, it's a selflessness um, mm-hmm. that increases in us as we're walking with Jesus. Like we look at the fruits of the spirit, you know, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, self control. Like those are yep. all focused on others, right? I can't mm-hmm. have I can't have patience, right, by myself. Yeah. <laughs> like there's, yeah. there's out external things that are hitting me. Like it involves other people, right? right? All of those things are that way. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And then the other piece is like. You know, he didn't, you know, Jesus isn't going to show up the way that you expect him to show up sometimes with the circumstances of your life, but he is going to show up for the eternal, um, for the things that um, are going to help you take those things better in stride, um, but also yeah. prepare you uh, for the, for the next life to come. But um, yeah, yeah, I think those were my, my big, my big twos as you were talking. Dude, I like it. Those are good. Uh, those are good twos. And um, uh, what do you see think you're about this? To me? Um, but uh, right now, Andrew, it says that you're offline. So make sense oh, of that. No. Keep um, going. Apparently that you hate me now and he left me, but that's <laughs> fine. It's okay. Um, if you're in the Colorado Springs area and you're listening to this, uh, it's going to be too late because service for us is this weekend uh, at Hill City. Uh, but you can always take a listen to us uh, next time around, uh, December 4th. We're meeting again uh, for our monthly service. We'll have four monthly services and a Christmas Eve services before launching weekly services in March. But you can get more information about who we are at hillcity.church. I think Andrew's back, but I'm not completely positive. I can see him again. And the weird thing is I can see that he's talking on our screens, but I can't hear him talking, which makes me think that I'm out of sync now. I am. It was me. I got you. I hear you. Well, I don't know if it you were offline. That did happen. Um, but my headphones disconnected.
Yeah. Yeah. I think, man, I I think we see what a hard heart looks like, right? Like, and hard hearts don't come in, in a moment in time, right? It's, it's a long journey to get to those places and you can eventually get to those places. You know, sure. God can save anybody, but do you want to be saved is another story. And I think that's a hard journey to come back from if you go down those roads and I was having this conversation with a friend of mine recently of like, um, you know, can you yell at God? Can you be mad at him? Um, and you know, my response to that question always is, yeah, he's, he's more than, more than capable of handling your anger. Um, but then I give the caveat of like, but your faith can't, um, like if you don't deal with some of these doubts, if you don't deal with some of these angers, you know, these things you're angry about with God, like your faith can't handle it. You know, you're going to start down this journey towards this hard heart and eventually walk away from the faith altogether. And, you know, my theology would say, you know, once, once saved, always saved, whether you walk away or not, you know, God's sacrifice, you know, Jesus sacrifice was greater than those things. Um, but at the same time, it might not be that case. I don't know. Um, so yeah. I, and back to the, the thing you were saying of, uh, the fear of God, like, I, I think, I think this is where people get sideways with Christianity sometimes because, Fearing somebody typically um, in, in our human understanding is a control thing, right? Like I'm fearing their power. I'm fearing the control they have over me. Um, I'm fearing what they can do. And I have no recourse um, like that piece of it. And like, we have to remember that we're not, when we fear God, he isn't a God of, um, he's not out to get you, right? He's a just God. Sure. But he's not, He's not trying to harm you. He's his goal, you know, his his hope for you is is the best hope possible, but he's gonna let you make the decisions as as you see fit. Um and you know, live with the, the consequences of those decisions as well. But so I think this fear is like, yeah, of course I fear God. God is bigger than than I can understand or imagine. He's he's more capable of anything I can you know, even come close to trying to comprehend, of course, I'm going to fear him, but it's not a, it's like a fear of a good father, right? Like a father that loves his children's dearly, that's going to do anything he can for his kids, but is also going to give his kids space to make the decisions that they want to make. Um, sure. I'm going to fear my dad in that, in that moment, but at the same time, like, I'm not, I'm not scared of him, right? Like I may fear him because of the power that exists, but I'm not scared of him. Like he's not, it's not like he's not approachable. I, I can't have conversation. I can't engage like all of those things. Um, like that's not who God is. You're more, more than able to, to engage him in those ways, even though he is the, the, you know, the ultimate power and um, all powerful, all knowing God. So I think there's that piece of it too, that, that it's like, it's not, it's not scary authoritative power that you're fearing. Um, it's respect power where you're like, whoa, like this is God. He's a big deal.
Yeah. 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 I think too, like this is Matthew 16. It's Jesus talking to his disciples. Um, and this is a relatively famous verse. If you spent any time in the church, you've probably heard it before. If not, that's fine. Um, but Jesus told his disciples, you know, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me deny themselves like that's a big deal that means god's dreams god's ways god's thinking god's beliefs all trump mine um and that's a hard that's a hard lesson to learn as a disciple of jesus um but you know i'm telling you right now it's life is much better this way than doing it on my own uh, there's a lot less pressure and stress and anxiety uh when i walk with jesus and let him lead the process rather than you know me trying to dictate everything and control everything um but uh, my disciples must deny themselves, take up their cross, and follow me. Whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me will find it. Um, what good will it be for someone to gain the whole world and yet forfeit their soul? And what can anyone give in exchange for their soul? Um, just a good reminder to wrap up uh, this podcast with of like, yeah, this life with Jesus, this Jesus life, um, is about less of you, more of Jesus. It's a lot, it's about, you know, um, kind of letting the things about who you are die off and let the things of who Jesus is, you know, fill those, those places and become, you know, so we can become more like him. But in the midst of us becoming more like him, man, circumstances don't throw us like they used to throw us. Um, relationships are easier, um, though relationships still hard. Um, it does become easier because I become a better, more caring, more patient, more loving individual as I walk with Christ. Um, but it it does take, and this is the piece of, of that Jesus lets it lets it be. It's our decision, right? Like we don't have to deny ourselves if we don't want to. We can continue to live this life, but you're not going to experience the full life that Jesus promises. John ten ten, the life to the full, the abundant life. And I'm not talking about circumstances. I'm talking about your ability to function better, um, unless we choose to deny. Unless we choose to choose Jesus's ways over our ways, and that's probably the the most difficult piece of this Christian life and being a disciple of Jesus and actually growing as a disciple of Jesus, becoming what we call a mature disciple, um, is is that piece. Got to deny yourself. Walk with Jesus. Any final thoughts, my brother?
Thanks for listening to our show. It really means a lot to us, and we hope that it helps bring you closer in your relationship with Jesus and with other people. And it also helps us out if you rate our podcast or leave us a review on whatever platform you're listening on. You can also follow us on Instagram and the Facebook. Now, sharing this with your friends isn't just to get the word out of the podcast. We believe that we have the message of hope that's found in the gospel of Jesus Christ. And you sharing this has the ability to transform the lives of the people around you. We want to hear from you. You can email us at hello at thisjesuslifepodcast.com. You can message us on Facebook and Instagram. Or you can just visit us at thisjesuslifepodcast.com. But seriously, thanks for listening.